You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. World-class leaders, wonderful people. Would you stretch your hands toward them? Father, we thank you for this amazing family. Thank you, God, that their obedience to you is partly responsible for what's happening here. So thank you, God, for this amazing, faithful couple. So many gifts. Such a dynamic duo. I saw the Lord, his hand was like cupped, and he opened, he lifted it, and there was two buildings. In the name of Jesus, God is releasing miracle buildings to this church. One is three times bigger than this. And the other is similar to this in a different city, smaller. So one's an outreach, one's an increase. And in this next season, God has the stirring you have felt, Pastor John and Miss Becky, is the Holy Spirit saying it's time to expand the cords. It's time to stretch. And because God's given you faith to believe for things along with your amazing pastors and our lead uh, pastors, uh, Jurgen and Leanne, God's given you faith to not wait for everything to be perfect. I heard the Lord say, tell them the light is green and it's the go season. And so what's been hidden will be revealed. What has been delayed will be accelerated. And you'll, you'll, you'll see in one day, in one grand opening, the church will double in size. This campus will double in size. And they'll say, what's, what's happened? But it's God honoring your faith. And they are already, there's already in gathering. This is not a five-year program. This is not a delayed season. God's, God's moving at a fierce pace. And the Lord's just really proud of both of you for your uh, courageous obedience, for all that you've let God do in you. There's nothing, you have an amazing ability, Pastor John, to learn things so quickly, to become really accelerated in an advanced ability in things. And you've helped so many people get it in the kingdom. Your understanding and your own journey is a testimony of what God can do. And this is a campus of champions. You are the leaders of, you are the uh, pastors of champions. When people come here, greatness will be awakened in them. Destiny will be discovered and anointings will be unleashed. This is what's happening. And Miss Becky, the Lord's so proud of you for not letting anything or anyone change you. God loves the unique expression of your life. He loves how fun and creative you are. He loves the fierceness of your prophetic. Uh, you shock people by how fierce you are for righteousness. And you're fighting for children. You're fighting for a generation. You're fighting for a region. And God's just so proud of you both. I saw, I, so when it comes to personal issues, I saw your own housing situation change and God doubled up there. So God's, God's going to surprise you in the ownership of physical 
properties as a family and what God does in the church he's doing in you the things you lost God's giving back the things taken are coming back and this time there'll be no stress there'll be no there'll be no uh, 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 fleshly manipulation the favor of God is attracting like a magnet it's coming into your world you're you've been magnetized to attract purpose and blessing and now the resources of the kingdom and so God's going to make you pastor John a pastor to uh, the future mayor and government leaders in this region. So you're going to have a voice to those who carry authority, and they're going to listen to and trust you because of your heart, your agenda will be kingdom and pure, and you're going to see some amazing things happen in that arena of life. A high-ranking uh, leader from the military base is going to have a radical conversion. Uh, really, it's a he, 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 it, from like 12 years old, God's reclaiming his childhood faith and there's going to be an amazing effect uh, in, in, in a broad range in, uh, I guess that's the Navy here or Marines, whoever's here. Them brave soldiers. So God's doing amazing things in all kinds of reaches and realms of influence. You've cried out to God in your family, Pastor John, the two last stragglers of people that have not fully engaged in faith are coming in. Your heart will be full because there'll be nobody that hasn't come into the kingdom and experienced the dynamic of the fullness of God's grace upon you. I saw the Lord visit you, Pastor Becky, with prophetic dreams. So you're, you're coming into a, a richly prophetic season when God's activating things around here. He's activating things. Yes, the enemy is moving, but the Spirit of God is moving mightier. The enemy is doing things, but God is doing greater things. The enemy has unleashed a word, but God's unleashed a greater, more powerful word. And there's a move of God erupting in this region. So God, thank you for what you're doing. And thank you, God, that a long battle, the spiritual tension you have felt now kind of increased Increasing, it's not the power of the enemy increasing, it's the the moment of his demise arriving. And so it's like a last gasp. Something's about to fall to the ground. And you're going to see a great harvest of souls, a great clarity of vision. And the purpose of God's for San Diego will be fulfilled. The redemptive calling on this city will be fulfilled. And Awakened Church is a huge part of that miracle transformation. God bless this amazing couple, this amazing church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen guys can be seated. Someone asked me, uh, um, Pastor, what what can we do for you? You know, I, I think besides giving the church a million dollars, pastors covet prayer. And there is a different, um, a different spiritual experience or a different spiritual intensity when you're kind of in the front lines. We're not, and I'm not complaining or but, but so when people pray for you and for your family, it's really precious. So I, I don't mean that last night, I, the church always, the hospitality of this church is so incredible. It's the, and the team, the hospitality team with Miss Colby and Shelby and Michael, the people kind of taking care of me. And I try to be the lowest maintenance a guest speaker you ever have. But last night I was high maintenance. So... The, the power went out of the hotel. And so it, it made me giggle. 
Now, the only bad thing I did was, so they said, well, the power's out in the rooms. We, they had some in the lobby, and they said, well, one of the elevators is kind of working. They said it like that. <laughs> I said, well, I'm, I'm kind of not going to ever get on the elevator. So I, I actually made little Shelly climb eight flights of stairs with me, carrying my luggage up. To, and, but Pastor John went up with me, and we got it down afterwards because it, it just never came on. Uh, seven or eight, we checked into a new hotel. It was all, it was all f- uh, f- funny. It was like a, a, a Seinfeld episode, okay? Now, my point is this. I always interpret things prophetically. And sometimes the devil does stuff. It just makes me giggle. The enemy cannot stop what God's doing in this region. He can't stop. And uh, when the power goes out in, a, out in a prestigious hotel with a thousand guests, that's an unusual event. And uh, so we're going to take that as a sign that there is about to be a huge breakthrough in San Diego. I want to show you the most beautiful people in the world are in this next picture. This is my little tribe of people. My, I have four kids and uh, their spouses, and they've given us seven grandkids. And... Um, from 16 all the way down to two three-year-olds. Mary, beautiful Mary is sitting next to me, my wife of 43 years. She looks like my daughter, but she's actually my wife. <laughs> and we have a, a 43-year uh, love affair. And we're holding our three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, uh, granddaughter. So I'm holding Rose Moon, and that's Dakota. Um, both my sons had daughters a month apart um, three-and-a-half years ago. So it's so fun. And uh, I, I've, uh, I'm so engaged with my grandkids. And for many years, when they were all uh, living in Phoenix, I would take up the five oldest ones on a, a date. So it would be five or six hours, and we'd go, to, we'd go out to eat. We'd go to uh, usually bowling. Then we'd go to hit Dave and Buster's. Oh and uh, almost without fail, I, um, every time I give my wife a call about midway through Dave and Buster's, sweetheart, I've gone over budget. <laughs> these, these video games are more than I expected. They're just going to the money like, yeah. But uh, there's never, so I tell my grandkids, there's no rules at my house. You can eat anything. You can go to bed when you want to. I think in a small way, it's like getting revenge on my kids. I, think just, I don't know. I hope that's not the reason. One of my granddaughters, her name is London Sierra Maiden, and uh, when she was, <clears throat> she's just so precocious, and she's actually up at Disneyland for a cheer competition. So she's uh, in eighth uh, uh, grade and uh, just having a, um, a really fun time. And, but she, we, we had just finished watching a movie, and uh, we, we, we'd watched it together, I suppose, 43 times. Uh, the movie Frozen. So when that movie came out, my, my grandkids, so every time, Poppy, we want to watch the movie Frozen. Oh, oh, again. We're going to watch that one again. And so she jumped across the couch, and she was probably about three and a half. And she grabbed my cheeks and said, Poppy, you're the funnest person in the whole world. So for someone who got healed from a <clears throat> clinical mannequin, uh, really life-threatening depression, <clears throat> that means a lot that my grandkids only know a happy man. That's what Jesus can do to anybody. And it's really true. 
Today I'm going to talk about defeating the bully of fear. The Bible is our guidebook. It's a handbook for how to defeat bullies. And there's no bully more powerful, more prevalent right now than fear. We'll talk about that for a few moments. We're going to pray for you, uh, some folks. And uh, before I do, let me share something silly. Heard about this uh, family, and they had identical twin sons. And the sons were so physical, physically similar, you couldn't tell them apart, but their personalities were opposite. One son was a pessimist, and the other was an optimist. So when they, on their 10th birthday, their father went out and wanted to try an experiment. So he went out and bought every imaginable toy a 10-year-old boy would want, every new electronic toy, bicycle, just everything, and put it all into the pessimist twin son's room. Then he went out and got a truck full of horse manure and dumped it into the optimist son's room. Later on that day, he was walking in the hallway and he heard, he heard someone bitterly crying and he turned into his son's room. And there was the pessimist son sitting in the midst of all those open toys, just bitterly crying. He said, son, why are you so, uh, so unhappy? Why are you so sad? And the boy said, daddy, now all my friends are going to be jealous of me. Now look at all the batteries I have to buy. And someday all these toys will break. And he went back to crying, and, and the father went across the hall, and to his surprise, saw the optimist son jumping up and down for joy in the middle of the horse manure. He said, son, why are you so happy? And the boy said, daddy, there's got to be a pony in here someplace. <laughs> or, or as the Bible says, we know all things work together for good to those that love God called by his purpose. I tell my church, if it's not good yet, it simply means God's not done yet. Amen. He's still working. Defeating the bully of fear, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, Paul was writing to his spiritual son, and it said this, For God has not given us, as his children, as believers, a spirit of fear. Really categorizing the atmospheres around fear are not just intellectual or emotional. They can be often spiritual. But he has given us... Conversely, a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. I just love saying those words. The word power, of course, is dunamis, where we get the word dynamite. It means in Greek, miraculous faculty, supernatural ability. So God, when the Holy Spirit moved into you, heaven moved into you, and the possibilities of your life changed when the Holy Spirit lives in us. So the Holy Spirit is so powerful, there's no bully the world sends against you that he can't defeat. The power of God in you will help you overcome the power of the enemy, the power of fear, the power of this moment of history. And secondly, he said, God's given us a spirit of love, of agape. And one of the great words that Christ either invented or reintroduced is such an interesting thing. We can't find it in manuscripts before the time of Christ. So he took this word agape. And it's such a great word because it's a selfless love. It doesn't need a reciprocal response. It's a love that gives and doesn't need to be given back to. And it kind of its basic meaning means when a person looks at another person and sees so much value and beauty in that person, they're compelled to love them. So God looked at a broken, sinful world and saw value and beauty where it wasn't obvious and was compelled to love us. God so agape the world, agapeo the world. So God's given us love. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love. But perfect or mature love 
Cast out fear because fear involves torment. He that is afraid or fearful has not been made perfect in love. And it's, it, the, the importance of that for you and I is this, that God doesn't want any believer controlled by fear. Right. He doesn't want us in the prison of fear. Fear is a torturing place to live. So in psychology, we can't keep up with the new phobias that come. People are afraid of all kinds of things, and we're acting like that's going to be a permanent part of the landscape of their emotional world. But, but you don't have to be afraid of anything. God's will for you is to be unafraid. So fear is not from God. Anything that's not from God, you don't have to keep. You don't have to receive. You don't have to let live with you. You don't have to embrace as a permanent part of your personality or your, your mental uh, 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 you know, thinking. You don't have to live with anything God didn't send. And, and the, the, the amazing thing about fear is in the Bible in Genesis 3, after Adam and Eve sinned, they hid themselves from God. And God would come every afternoon and walk with them like a father to a son and daughter in the cool of the day, walking in the garden of paradise. And, and God came and he couldn't find Adam and Eve. They were hiding. And he called out, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, here I am. I was hiding. And Adam said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. And we hid ourselves. And the first negative emotion created by sin was fear. Wow. That's right. so, so fear, imagine God created a world where there was no fear. What would your life be like if you were unafraid? What kind of decisions would you make? What kind of relationships would you form? What kind of bold actions would you take? What, what could you be capable of? We, we, we joke in our city because I, I've kind of, I grew up in the Phoenix area and grew up in Scottsdale as a boy. And, and I, you know, we joke about the, the land in Scottsdale you, you could buy, you know, when I was a boy for nothing. It was just barren desert. And now it's worth a fortune. And we talk about what could have happened. And the reason why people didn't buy land back then was primarily fear. Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to lose my $5,000. Well, that would be worth, you know, $15 million now, that, that land. So it's amazing what fear stops us from doing. So God doesn't want us to be gripped by fear. And I, w- I want to use the analogy of David and Goliath for just a moment. Every believer is called to be a David. Every believer will have to face a Goliath. And every believer is empowered, anointed, and chosen to be a giant killer. So God doesn't keep things from us. So often, you know, God didn't come down and remove Goliath. God sent someone to conquer him. So there are issues in our world that God's just not going to take care of. He's going to use someone to conquer it. So you're a, you belong to a movement in Awakened Church that is a movement of champions. And we have needed a movement like this in America for a long time. A fresh voice, a fearless voice of faith. But anyway, so Goliath shows up in the scene and the Bible describes him. His height is somewhere between 9 foot 9 and 11 foot 6. That's his height, the, the span of a man, man's hand. So he's in that range. He's very strong, supernaturally strong. His armor, his, his breastplate weighed 126 pounds. The tip of his spear weighed 15 pounds. 
If you remember shout put guys, so he's holding a long spear. It was like a weaver's bean in the tip of it. So he had this enormous strength. He had never lost a battle. He boasted in the Chaldean paraphrase, the Hebrew history, that he was the one that killed Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, and carried the Ark of the Covenant out of Shiloh into Philistia. So he boasts that he was the one that took the glory of God out of Israel. So here he is, this monster. And so for 40 days, what happened? Israel and the Philistines are fighting. So Philistia is the interesting etymology of the word Philistia, and it means to wander in routine dust. It means to live in confusion. That is, so the dust, like in Arizona, we get dust storms, and people think we're all going to die because they, they're a, a mile high there, but they just make everything dirty. They don't, they, don't really, they don't really affect things. So Philistia represents the effect confusion has on people's hearts and minds. People living in confusion. Well, that's the world. They're confused about everything, okay? So, so the Bible says for us as believers that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. And part of the idea of a sound mind, it's a safe mind in the Greek, a compound word. It means to be able to think rationally, to be able to have logical thoughts that are in order and that are appropriate. Disciplined thought patterns, the ability to understand those patterns. The ability to understand and make right decisions of sound mind. So Goliath stood up for every day for 40 days, and he spoke morning and afternoon. He challenged Israel. He said, I challenge you. I defy you. Send me a champion, and we'll fight on the... So Israel's on one mountainside. Philistia, Philistia is on the other side, in between the valley. That's where they would fight. And every day, twice a day, Goliath, for 40 straight days, shouted a challenge. And 40 straight days, no one answered back. The church was quiet. She was silent. She was mute. She was afraid. And so no one answered back. One day, David's taking lunch to his brothers, and he hears Goliath speak. And he says, what do you get, what do you get for killing that uncircumcised Philistine? And so David's already thinking about the reward because he knew it wasn't a problem if God could do it. God was just looking for someone he could do it through. God's always ready for victory, and he's always searching for a champion to bring it. And David said, is there not a cause? He's criticized. His brothers judge him. Is there not a cause? Man, oh man, don't let anybody drown or any way diffuse your passion your zeal for God in this moment, the passionless church will always criticize the passion-filled church. The spiritless church will always criticize the spirit-filled church. People that have stopped dreaming will always attack people that are still dreaming. Don't let that happen to you. Amen? Don't let people silence you or stop you. So the effect was in this story, the Bible says that when Goliath would speak, in verse uh, 11, when Saul and all Israel heard the words of Goliath, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Of course, afraid means, it means in English and in Hebrew, the emotional or intellectual anticipation of harm. To anticipate harm is faith in reverse. Right. That's what it is. So fear is expecting things to go wrong, expecting damage or harm or violence, whatever it is. But the word dismay is a great Hebrew word, chakoth. And it means to break someone down by violence, confusion, or fear. To terrorize them. To, to, to crush them. To bring despair. So the whole idea in psychology, we understand 
what abuse does. Abuse, psychological or physical abuse breaks people down. So they're not the same people after a while. They lose their willpower. They lose their self-image. They lose all kinds of things, their capacity to make decisions. And people say, well, how, how could you stay in that abusive relationship? People don't understand. They, they, they get so broken down, broken down by violence, confusion, or fear. So the devil's winning because God's people aren't responding. And they're being broken down. Now, let me just say this. What the media has done the last two and a half years has been psychological warfare against mankind. And we've never had a generation exposed to as much fearful negativity as this generation. Of course, we have more media, so we have more voices and more an avalanche of imagery and voices and opinions. But it's, it's had a damaging effect. So the enemy's unleashed a torrent of fear, and it's gripped the whole world. Now we got a new thing to be afraid of, you know, potentially World War III, what's happening in Ukraine. And, you know, we, we, the leaders on both sides aren't really the most stable people, so we don't know what's going to, you know. So that's Petra John prayed the right on prayer. God, don't let the leaders bungle into a bigger thing than what's already happening. Keep praying for Ukrainians, Christians, all that. Great stuff. But my point is this, that the world is gripped by fear. In psychology, my master's and PhD are in psychology, which I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm a Bible preacher. I appreciate the understanding of psychology. I believe the Bible is the greatest book of psychology ever written. And so I'm a Bible guy. I have these degrees for a reason. And I'll, I'll talk about that maybe in a second. But typically, one out of every four people is going through a pretty tough mental or emotional state, depression, high anxiety, some other uh, relative re related um, illness. Right now, we think the number of people that are suffering high anxiety or depression is 80 to 90 percent. So, so everyone you talk to, people are living with a sustained high level of anxiety. Many people are having depression. They've never had it before. They don't know what it is. But if you look at their life, at what, you know, what they feel initially fatigued, they're hopeless, they're despondent, they're constantly negative, they're self-destructive. Well, that's what we call depression. So people are, are experiencing that. Now, when you evaluate all kinds of social demographics, the healthiest demographic in America for mental health, where the averages are normal, is the people that regularly attend a local church. So you can see the damaging consequence of what happened when churches were commanded to shut down. Praise God for the warfare of awakened church to, to not allow that to happen. Couple points. I want to make sure I, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to almost finish this message. So, so David, when he came to the battlefield, he talked differently because he wasn't defiled by fear. And his heart was still innocently pure. Man, I always want to have so much faith and never let anyone talk me out of it. Faith for miracles, faith for anything God's promised he would do. So David shows up and he talks his way all the way to the king. And the king said, man, I appreciate your passion, young man, but that guy over there is a monster. And then when he was your age, he was already, you know, eight foot tall killing people. And David said, you don't understand. This isn't my first battle. He said, one day I was keeping the sheep and a lion came and grabbed a lamb and I killed that lion and rescued that lamb. 
Another day, a bear came, and it took one of my lambs, and I killed that bear and rescued a lamb. And David said, it makes sense to me that if God could use me to kill a lion and a bear, why can't he use me to kill this monster, this Goliath? There's power in your testimony. There's power when you remind yourself of how far God's brought you, what he's already done for you. If he did it then, he'll do it now. If he did it once, he'll do it twice. If he did it before, he'll do it again. And so we, our testimonies have power. And so David rehearsed his testimony and it brought him forward into victory. And the, the, the point is this, that um, many people don't understand the victories God gives you in private when no one is looking will eventually give you platforms of influence in public when everyone is looking. Those people who win, the, the greatest enemies you'll face aren't in Washington, D.C. They're in your soul. They're in your family. When you can whoop your family devil, you can whoop the national devil. When you can overcome strongholds that are embedded into the behaviors of your family or your life, when you conquer your inner world, you can conquer your outer world. When you win the battles in private, you can win battles in public. So David goes to face Goliath. When he shows up, Goliath starts laughing, mocking. Ridicule is really a form of hatred and uh, concealed hatred. He's, he's, he said, you know, who am I that you would send a little stick against me? A little dog stick. And he belittles and he curses David by his gods, by the deities of the Philistine nation, you know, Dagon, Asherah, Baal, Beelzebub, their wooden stone dead gods. And he cursed them. So, so this generation is being cursed, not cussed at. A curse is when the enemy assaults your identity and your destiny. When the enemy tells you you're nobody or you have no value or you have no future or when he tries to confuse who you are as a person. So the enemy has unleashed a curse trying to steal people's identity. When he steals your identity, he destroys your destiny. So David is running toward me and David says, you done big boy? You done talking and blabbing? And David said, I have. So here's the first Hebrew in 40 days to talk back. He said, I got something to say. So David says to him, I want to just read it because it's so powerful. From uh, verse 45, you come to me with a sword. We, that was in the, the video of the, the man's ministry. And a spirit, a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defied this day. Then he starts prophesying. Religion always postpones for tomorrow what God's ready to do today. David said, today is the day. This day the Lord will deliver you to my hand. I will strike you and take your big, fat, ugly head. Adjectives added. From you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the The army behind, I'm going to kill you, then I'm going to kill them. That the whole earth may know there's a God in Israel. Then all this assembly will know that the Lord does not save with a sword or a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you to our hands. The church must never lose faith in that sentence. The battle's the Lord's. The end times are not called the day of the Antichrist, the day of the beast, the day of hell. They're called the day of the Lord. The greatest move of God in history in America is already beginning. It's percolating. It's in its Genesis form. 
the greatest spiritual awakening in mankind's history is going to happen across this world. God's going to take what the enemy tried to destroy the world, and he's going to use it to soften hearts and bring people to Christ. So we want to be... We don't want to be ignorant of what the enemy is doing, but we don't want to be experts on what the enemy is doing. So, I'd, so I'm not called to be an expert on what hell's doing. I'm called to be an expert on what heaven's doing. Okay? So we want to know, we want to be aware, we don't want to hide our heads, I get all of that. But when you submerge yourself in negativity, you'll have unbelief and fear as a part of that process. When you submerge your soul in the word of God, the spirit of God, the presence of God, you'll have a different attitude, a different perspective, and a different expectation in your world. Lastly, let me say this, because I need to start praying for some folks. This generation has come under the controlling, manipulating spell of fear. Ungodly voices and leaders have discovered that the weapon of fear is the best way to manipulate and dominate people. They've unleashed a pandemic of fear. But as believers, we have never had a better opportunity to show the world the incredible freedom that living fearlessly brings into our lives. It's our time to shine the light of freedom in the midst of a great darkness that fear has brought to mankind. Turn your neighbor and say shine. Just tell them that. Yeah, shine. You will stand out like David did when you're unafraid. You will stand out. Now, we're not called to belittle, to mock, to judge or condemn people that are bound by fear. We're called to, to show a better example and to set them free. Amen. To believe for their freedom. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We're going to pray for some folks. Pastor, do you have anybody you'd like me to start off with uh, praying for this morning? The Forbes. Uh, okay. Would you stretch your hands toward this lovely couple, everybody? Father, thank you for the Forbes. We bless them and declare your love and grace to them. Thank you, God, for all you've done in their story, their journey. Uh, it's amazing, uh, young man, how far you've come in life. It's amazing what God's done with you. It's amazing the levels of accomplishment you keep. You keep achieving in different realms. When assignments changed, even in um, an organization, a, 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 a very structured organization, when they change your assignment, you still developed excellence in new arenas. God's proud of your heart. He's proud of your worldview. He's proud of your love for people. He's proud of you, the way you've conquered all kinds of things. You're a bridge builder. You're a curse breaker. The spirit of premature death has been broken off your family through you. You're the one that's building a, 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 there was always a prophetic inheritance in your family tree and the godly voices of those present and those in heaven echoes around you. God's fulfilling every prophetic promise ever spoken into the realm of your family through you. You're the prince that's going to activate the prophetic destiny to the next realm and next level in two cities. That looks like one I, I see up in the LA region in the in east. God's moving in your family in supernatural ways. You're going to see victories and breakthroughs and all kinds of things. At 17 and a half, God rebuked the spirit of death. So something came close to you. People around you were, were carrying on in a way that put you in vulnerability, but God put a 
angelic bodyguard around you and preserved you with bulletproof vests and you're a miracle man, you're a miracle uh, uh, person, but God's anointed you. Your best days are in front of you. Your greatest days are in front of you. There's a wisdom that's like 15 years beyond your chronology in you. God's made you wise beyond your years. That has both a spiritual consequence and a remuneration consequence. And you're going to find promotion or increase coming in both those arenas. God bless this amazing young man. Bless uh, Mrs. Forbes. Thank you, God, for her spirit, her life, her faith. Thank you, God, for her unbelievable uh, love for her family. It's amazing. Um, so I, I say like 8, 9, and 10, God gave you a, such a maternal instinct as a little girl. You had all these um, dolls and stuff. Uh, the, things, the things you dreamed of then, God's giving you now. The life you dreamed of then, God's giving you now. When the enemy came like 13 and 14 and 15 and disrupted the family and tried to steal from you destiny, God stopped the devil. Something was advancing, but God jumped into it and stopped it. He rescued you. He brought you into a new pathway. He brought you into a new realm, and you're exactly where God wants you to be, and you are the wife, the mother, the person, the godly vessel God always called you to be, and this is a season of dynamic prophetic fulfillment of promise. There is, I, I just want to say that both both of you, that the enemy, so last year a couple things were setbacks, but this year is the year for comebacks. This is the year you're going to see amazing things kind of rally around you that are really answers to prayer and, and alignments of destiny like a pathway being lit up. God's lighting it up for you. The last thing, sister, I, the, the faith that's in your family, good people, God's delivering people from religious deceptions and false philosophies in your family. So it's a great thing. Your faith is unlocking the prison doors of your family. And you're going to see amazing consequence these next five years. God bless his lovely family in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, Fuller's, yeah. I got to meet this lovely uh, couple last night. Um, you stretch your hands toward them, everybody. God, thank you for these beautiful people. Thank you, God, for your hand upon their lives. Thank you for who they are. Thank you, God, for their amazing story and journey. And it's amazing to see what God can do. The centurion understood the kingdom way beyond others. And, it, and he wasn't even a Jew. And Jesus marveled at him. I just want to say this. God's marveled at your faith. God's marveled at your growth. God's marveled at, the, at how fast he can move you. You've understood things. You got things. You didn't resist things. You didn't have the normal kind of rebellious uh, attitude. You've had such a son heart that God could father you. You have such an obedient heart. God could speak to you. You have such a faithful heart that God could trust you. And so you qualify for this next season. Promotion comes from God, a new stripe, a new star, a new release. Everything that God spoke to you about five and a half years ago, it's going to happen. This, these next five and a half years, this is a victory miracle season for you, a fulfilled promise season for you, and a reward season for you. And it's amazing. God's giving you the temperament to handle great pressure, great stresses, and great and great uh, uh, confused environments. You walk in and bring peace. You walk in and bring order. You're going to help families get 
come out of confusion and order. You're going to help men find purpose and destiny and value and consequence. You're anointed to be a David raised up champions. Men will become champions just by rubbing shoulders with you, what's in you. You don't boast about yourself, but heaven wants to boast about who you are to God. You, you don't brag about yourself, but people that know you brag about you. You're the real thing. God couldn't be more proud of you. And you've waited patiently. You've trusted God. You've not advanced. You could, you could have done some things on your own, but you stayed a part of the group God assigned you to. This is your tribe. This is your people. This is your army. And God says, thank you for being faithful. And thank you for serving loyalty. Now watch what happens next. One of the properties I saw today was for you. And so God's doing something amazing in the future already. He's orchestrating things in the orbit of your lives in the future. Miss Tess, God's so, so proud of you. You're the real thing. God's just like your husband has a warrior spirit. You have a warrior spirit. You are the real thing. When you fight in the spirit, it is so powerful. In the spirit, you're like 15 feet tall. You're a real prayer warrior. You carry faith. You're unmoved. You're unafraid. You've set a great example. Women are going to look to you as a for an example of fearlessness in this season because you're showing them that they can build family. They can go forward and be unafraid. People have been paralyzed by fear. You're going to help them stand and walk again. People have been blinded by fear. You're going to help them see again. People have been traumatized by fear. God's anointed you to be a trauma surgeon. Bring them out of trauma. And so the prophetic part of you is increasing. God will always, it's amazing. God, God gives your faith. God's given your husband faith to love everyone. God's given you faith to love someone's. God uses you to protect your family for the wrong people. He uses you to protect the church for the wrong pe people. You're a discerning watchman. And God says, thank you for being so diligent and disciplined. God's kept this place because of people like you, safe from the uh, attack of the enemy, the same with your family. So God bless these amazing people. Lastly, sister, I saw three people in your family, uh, uh, two young and one older. I saw, uh, uh, I heard the, like the crashing of uh, like whiskey bottles. Then I saw the destroying of a pipe. God's healing people from addiction. God's bringing people, any addiction, your family's broken and God's setting people free from public or private things that they've been crying out for help for. A great deliverance is coming to your family. And just watch the testimonies you're going to hear are going to be so satisfying to you because you fought for this for them. Now watch what God does in their life. God do amazing things for these lovely people. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay. The Rosses. Hi, Rosses. Is that a little Ross behind you? Yeah. Yeah. Lord, bless this beautiful family. Thank you for your love for them, your hand upon their lives. Thank you for who they are, what they mean to you. Thank you, God. I just want to say this to you, sir. You're, everyone here has a testimony, and we're all so important to God, just loved. But hardly anyone in this room has come as far as you. God couldn't be more proud of you. Life, life tried to so disadvantage you through violence and trauma and hardship that you would be broken before you're 20. But here you are, a man of God, a miracle man of God. God fought for you. God's proud of how you fought for yourself. You had to fight your way out of things your whole life. Fight your way out of dysfunction. Fight your way out of all people's negative or harmful behavior. You fought to build a godly family, and now God has done it. 
God could not be more proud of you. God is in this season. He's emptied your soul from anger and bitterness. You had reasons to be anger and bitter, but in the kingdom, God heals those reasons that takes them out of us. He did in me. God's very proud of you, sir. And I just want to say this. God's going to blow your mind by what's next. So you're a, you're a, for such a time as this, God's all your gifts are converging for meaning, for value, for purpose in this season. So you've trusted God, you've done really good. You're really close to breakthroughs. So doors are opening for you. These doors will get bigger and brighter and clearer. These next three and a half years, great things are gonna happen. At 17 and a half, so something, so you, you made us, you took a step. There was great criticism, there was pain, agony. There was dysfunction. But you did things that kept you alive. You're alive today because of the decisions you made then. God's very proud of you. You guys have a, a, a little Ross. Is, is that a, a little Ross there? Bless all the... Uh, uh, which one of you is a Ross? Yeah, four. Four girls? So, you know, Philip had four daughters that all prophesied. Lord, bless the beautiful Ross girls. Thank you, God, that they're all mighty for God, mighty in the spirit, mighty leaders in the earth. So it's so awesome, God. You gave this lion of a man five women to live with. So it's like the best thing ever. Uh, yeah, so thank you, God, for all the, uh, the Ross family. This is Ross. God's so proud of you. He's proud of the way you saw who your husband was before anybody did. You saw that you saw the tenderness. God's, God's turned your husband's heart. I uh, filled it with so much love, so much care. And he's, your husband's become the person you always knew he was called to be. That's the Holy Spirit, but also you. Your constant love has been a breakthrough. You've, set, you've shown women how to rightly love a man. And God used you to help heal so many family hurts that were in his story. Look at the family God's given you. Look what God's built in your lives. It's just remarkable. God couldn't be more proud of you. God has silenced every voice that criticized you for this and criticized you for other things. People that have complained about your faith three years ago aren't doing it anymore. They're admiring your faith. They're looking at you saying, man, oh man, I think she's right. And you're going to watch people draw close to you in that arena of life. God's disrupting in your side of the of the family, two people that have had long-lasting mental infirmities. So I break the grip of mental illness or emotional trauma and declare healing to your family in the mighty name of Jesus. God, thank you. Anyone with a tumor, cancer, or incurable disease, God, heal them also. Do miracles in this family. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, which, uh, which, which, any of the girls in college yet? Yeah, so I just want to I just want to say, are you, are you the oldest? Uh, so I just want to say this: God's anointed your mind to be brilliant. God's anointed your heart to be receptive, and God's going to use you for amazing things. So I just want to say this to you: Go for it. So you're going to do things that people didn't know were in you, but you've always been so intelligent, and you've always been so compassionate. When the, the, the union of those things makes you such a great healer, you're going to heal broken people. No matter, I don't know if it's medically or psychologically, whatever it is, God's going to use you to change the world. You're, you're, you're doing what's right. God bless this amazing family. Jesus, thank you, man. Yep. Yeah. The, who's? Hi, guys. 
And we stretch your love toward this precious family. God, thank you for this lovely family. Thank you for how much you love them, who, um, who they are to you. Thank you for their story, their journey, their lives, their meaning, their consequence, their value. Thank you for all you've done um, in Jesus' name. It was such a great uh, story, young man. God's just so proud of you. Um, you, at the crossroads of life, like at 24, you were going to go left or right. You were going to go like other men had done into a season of constant woundedness or constant medication of those wounds. Let's say it like that. Or you're going to go on with God. Look what God has done because you chose the right way. God's made you a champion, and you're going to be a champion of champions. So your the, the calling of your life is very high. The reach and impact of it is very far. And the Lord's just so proud of you. And for everyone who never celebrated you, God just wants to know he, you're a son of honor. You're a man of honor. And you've created a family of love, of protection, and you've built the family you wished you had. You become what others wouldn't be. You're the curse breaker. You're the way maker. And God's super proud of you. Now, there is so opportunity is knocking on your door. So God is unleashing kind of a, a, a four-year delay. It's coming to a sudden end. And things you know are supposed to happen are going to happen. So these opportunities are escalating your influence, both uh, uh regionally, but also financially. So your influence is rising because God's anointed you to be a leader of leaders, an equipper of equippers, a trainer of trainers. So the, the, the capacity you have to leave is not just knowing what to do, but knowing how to help other people know what to do. The uniqueness of that really pastoral is beautiful, okay? There's a pastoral gift that allows others to flourish. God's got it. God's going to show off in your story. Simultaneous things are going to happen. An anointing is increasing. A financial blessings increasing. God's blessing you on both sides. In, you, in your family, so the f property was taken, property was stolen, property, the, there was dishonesty and defrauding behavior against your family. God's determined to resolve that. He's going to use you as a part of that equation. Lord, thank you for uh, um, our dear sister. Thank you for your love for her. Thank you, God, for her life, her heart, her spirit. Thank you, God, for everything she's seen you do. Yeah, this is a great word, sister. I saw you running so fast. You were running faster than others. You could climb mountains faster. You could finish races faster. The, 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 the pace that you can go, the, the capacity to function at a high level for a long time is so beautifully unique. It's, it sets you apart. It's always been that way. You took on challenges, beginning like at 13, high achieving, trophy winning challenges. But you're winning trophies in the kingdom now. Your, your endurance, your perseverance, your disciplines, your determination, your trust in God have all been uh, re rewarded and will continue to be. God's giving you faith to believe for impossible things. He's giving you faith to see signs, wonders, and miracles. Those are real things. You keep going for it, and you're going to keep seeing God do more of it. So that God's escalating the miraculous uh, you know, faculty of this whole ministry. And you're a part of this great team of faith-filled people that are going to see all kinds of miracles happen. So you keep going for it. God's so... So a family of, you know, highly athletic people and highly, uh, you know, intelligent people and really highly uh, gifted people in other realms. So God has so much purpose for your family, but you're helping uncover heaven's reason for it. 
the gifts of your family are attaching to the destiny of your life. And you're going to show your family why God made your family the way they've been made. You're doing it. You're the example. And it's going to be a prototype of many times that they're going to come and say, man, we want what you're doing. We want to see our lives fulfilled and, and manifesting the same kind of fullness that you're living. And God bless this amazing couple for all you have for them. And that's when I say to this young man, um, you keep saying yes to God. That's all he wants from you. And you're going to be shocked by what God does for you in this next season. God bless this lovely couple in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes. Would you set your hand toward Miss Naomi, everybody? I like her because she likes my socks. So I, I wear fun socks. On the airplane, I wear socks with pictures of airplanes on them. Yeah, it's just fun. Eh? I, I don't care what people think. I, aren't they cool socks? Thank you, Lord, for Naomi. Thank you, God, for her heart and spirit. Every church needs a Naomi. Every family needs a Naomi. You're such a gift, Miss Naomi. You've seen everything. There's nothing new. There's nothing surprises you. Nothing shocks you. Nothing knocks you off kilter. Whatever happens, you're ready to pray. Whatever happens, you have a godly counsel. You settle things down. You bring godly perspective. The prophetic part of your intercession is so powerful. It carries weight in it. God's just so proud of the way. Now, I just want to say this to you. You've so loved God's family, and you've so cared for God's family, and you've so blessed God's family. God's going to bless your family. There are great things about to happen. There are two prophetic gifts. One of them is musical. One of them is vocal in your family. God, the champions of God that the enemies tried to blind or hinder are going to awaken. Your, these men are going to rise as great champions in the earth. There's others in your family. So God's doing a great thing. This is family breakthrough time. God's extending. God's determined that longevity will be in your story because there's so many miracles to see in these next decades. So I declare with long life, Miss Naomi, God will satisfy you. That in your body, no weapon formed against you will prosper. That divine health and healing is your portion in Christ's name. And God, lastly, I pray. So when it comes to spirituality and other things, God, so it's in your family. There's spiritual people. There's uh, perceptive people. But you're the one that, that received what that really meant in the kingdom. And God's very proud of you for your pursuit of God. You're so hungry for God. It's amazing the places in life where your hunger has taken you. Now, God's not done. He's not done in the missions of your life. Now, so when it comes to missions and outreach and other things to the nations, this season, you'll be going less but doing more. So God's going to use you to equip people to have a care for the nations, a care for other places, a care for other uh, uh, races. So God's put that inside of you, but you're pouring it into others. You have too much to give. Let it all come out, Naomi. Let it all pour out. Let the wisdom, the gifts in you, the grace in you, the, the, the revelation in you, just keep pouring it out because you're a blessing. There's never been a time when people have not been blessed in one of those sessions with you. Keep it up. It's powerful. It's dynamic and it's so needed. God bless Miss Naomi. Bless her family. Thank you for the awesome things that lie ahead for her in this next season. God, show off. Lastly, I loosen a housing miracle to you in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for helping her with the physicality of her uh, uh, logistics, her lodging in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Anybody, Anybody else, Pastor? Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, will you tell me your names? Gina and Darren. Darren? Darren and Gina. Stretch your hand toward this lovely family. 
Um, God, thank you for Gina and Darren. Thank you for who they are or what they mean to you. Thank you, God, for their great story. Thank you, God, for all you've done and continue to do. So this was, so your marriage was like two royal families coming together. It was like a, a prince and a princess. There was such high reaching destiny, expectations and family gifts. When God put you together, he created something that the world's never seen before. And the Lord's so excited about your lives. You've, you're just in the beginning stages of the unveiling of God, what God had in store for you. God's very proud of you, young man. God, it's amazing. The enemy came after you forcefully. He came after you with unex, just kind of unreasonable things from spiritual activities or deceptions to the wrong people, to destructive people. It's amazing. God chased them. God kept chasing them away. God fought for you. You're a trophy to God. Your breakthrough broke a curse over your family. You are the curse breaker. And the, some of the agitation you have felt is simply the devil's displeasure. But the season, like a little storm in your coming against you guys, ends today. And you're going to see the grace of God come in magnificent ways. So people in your own family are changing their minds about you. Things they took away from you, they're going to give back more to you. So it's a great, great season. You've handled the last four and a half years really well. God's proud of you. Now watch these next years. It's reward time. It's consequence time. It's breakthrough time. Now your mind is not normal. So you have a brilliant mind that could do all kinds of things. You can think way beyond other people's kind of uh, normal reason, logic, or you know, comprehension. So God gave you this futuristic ability to imagine what things look like and to develop them. That The remuneration from that has not been fully discovered, but God's going to build your mind. So there's three things coming. The third one is a rocket ship of elevation. So there's an idea, opportunity to break through coming so significant, it's going to rock the world, including changing your status in life in, in a big way. But God's made you big enough to handle the success. Okay, you, you're big enough. You have, you have a CEO heart. So God's going to put a CEO weight on you. And so just trust God. He's got all this worked out. He's working in great ways. And so twice opportunity or ideas were stolen from you. The devil can't ever take another idea or opportunity from you. Never again. So God's safeguarding your life and all that he has for you, including, but your ideas, the inventive processes and the, the way your mind works is just getting you better. You're actually going to wake up with an idea that, that almost came like in a dream state. You go, man, oh man, what's going on? So heaven's downloading amazing things. So sister, you're doing awesome. God's anointed you to prophesy miraculous things into your family, into your world, into other people's life. So you feel things, you say things. There is it like a like a prophetic gift in your family that was used in other kinds of realms. I don't I can't tell if it's occultic or other kinds of religious realms. You're the real Holy Ghost woman of God, declaring the purpose and power and the gifts of God in a great way. You're God's, God taught you about spiritual warfare to overcome. You're going to help so many people untangle themselves from kind of complex, confusing spiritual warfare environments. God's going to help so many people be set free. There is inside of you, as a couple, an influence to touch lots of people, not just in this area, but in the world. So you have an intercontinental authority. So in this season, God's going to elevate your profile Elevate your platform and then unleash heaven. 
So it's amazing what God's going to do. God, thank you for all you have for these lovely people. Bless them in every way. Let any disappointment about what's not happened, let it be drowned today by the promise of what's coming. Let any discouragement be driven away. God, thank you for showing off in their life. You guys have any, any, any little children yet? Bless two. Yeah, so three. Bless all these little angels. Bless them all. So the one, the one who's looks like the second one. So unusual mathematical giftings are going to grow into a scientific genius. So just as you kind of watch that grow, wow. He's supposed to work with you. There's going to be a function together in the future. God's going to create all that to happen. So you just keep walking with God. God's doing everything at once here in your family. Bless these amazing people, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.